Hey, this is Nathan Elias and I'm one of the pastors at Good Oak Christian Center. I want to welcome you to our podcast. We are all about giving hope and healing people and believe God is going to use this word to touch your life today. So let's get started and enjoy this message. If it's the Lord sending me a message, please record it. (laughs) Father, we thank you. For this new covenant in your blood we thank you that nothing else matters except knowing that we're forgiven we're redeemed we're saved by your blood we're healed we're established in you and we thank you for it in jesus mighty and wonderful name amen if you can just hold on to the cup or put it beneath your seats and at the end of the service uh, if you can take it with you. Well, isn't it an exciting time of the year? Some of you don't seem to be sure, but it's a wonderful time of the year. It is the most celebratory time of the year. I realize today that the building might look a little bit different, but um, I haven't been here this week because they had a concert here last night and the night before, and um, I trust it went well. So, and I trust people got born again and saved in the facility. Amen. I want to speak to you about, and we're looking at this period of time of countdown to Christmas, and I'm going to ask you a question this morning. Have you started your journey? And if you go in the scripture in your Bible to Luke chapter 2, verse 8 to 20, and we're going to read through the entire passage, it says, now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold... An angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings, a great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see the thing which has come to pass which the Lord has made known unto us. And they, found, and they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. Not Mary and Joseph, but the babe lying in the manger. <laughs> now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. This is a passage which is interesting in Scripture because there are shepherds that are in a field. Now, in the East, when you find shepherds, the fields are not like the fields that we would find in our own society or in our own neighborhoods 
where we expect it to be covered with kokoya grass, or you have teff or aerograstus, and guys, I'm getting a mid-range ring at about 1K. And so what you'd find happen, these are not fields like we would normally find, but these are fields that are in the rocks of the Middle East. So when you travel into the Middle East, it's a deserted place or very much a desert. There are predominantly rocks all over the place. And so you will find that when the sheep are feeding, they don't necessarily feed on a flat pasture, but you'll find them on the side of the mountains. You'll find them where the rocks are. You'll find them nibbling in all kinds of different places. And so when the sheep are being fed, they're also highly exposed in that they're out there finding the grazing for themselves. And in general, it's because a certain amount of moisture has fallen behind the rocks and a crop has sprung up and grown and they'll eat that crop pretty rapidly and then they will look for new growth. The growth is not consistently there and it isn't always there. So when I begin to look at the shepherds, I see in the Old Testament that people who were well-known were shepherds. David, as king, is a shepherd. Moses is a shepherd. And you'll find when you look at Moses, you'll see in Exodus chapter 3, verse 1, you'll discover that Moses is looking after his father-in-law's sheep. And he is a priest in Midian, and he led the flock to the back of the desert, and he came to Hebron, the mountain of God. So here you'll see the Bible tells us that Moses led the flock. In general today, flocks are being driven and not led. So when a flock gets driven, you either have a sheepdog chasing it or a herder chasing it. But biblically, the shepherd would lead the sheep. And the sheep knew who the shepherd was. And they would follow the shepherd because they knew the voice of the shepherd. The interesting thing about the shepherds, firstly, is as outcasts, the announcement was made to them. So I want you to firstly realize today that God, and if you go back to the book of Luke, and I want to go back to Luke chapter 2, verse 7. Luke chapter 2, verse 7, it speaks, And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes. So I notice that Jesus is born first. Then verse 8, it tells me that the shepherds here, verse 8 says, they were in the country, shepherds, keeping watch over their flock. Shepherds always protect the sheep. Shepherds always look after the sheep. Jesus is known as the good shepherd. And so when I look at Jesus as the good shepherd, he, as the shepherd, comes to his people And the scripture says he comes to his own, his own receive him not. But as many as receive him, to them he gives the power to become the sons and daughters of God. So Jesus comes into the earth, and in coming into the earth, he makes a declaration, firstly, to the shepherds. And the shepherds are then motivated to go and see Jesus. It is an invitation. The invitation to come to Jesus is given to everybody. The invitation is something we either receive or something that we reject. The question is, can you remember when you were invited to follow Jesus? And can you remember when you've invited someone else to follow Jesus? Can you remember that experience? Do you remember what it meant 
and how he touched and changed your life. In 1 John 3 verse 1, we read a summary that the, uh, John is writing, and he says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. The announcement to the shepherds is the announcement to the poorest of the poor, the weakest of the weak. Firstly, we recognize they are in this position over many generations. It begins where if you were wealthy, you were a shepherd. David is a shepherd. Moses is a shepherd. Joseph is a shepherd. They're all shepherds and they are wealthy families. But as the years progress, it becomes the work that is done by the poor and by the peasants of society. What transpires is these individuals are outcasts and yet the announcement of the birth of Jesus is made to shepherds first. May I suggest to you that many times you may look at your family or your friends or even during this period of time, it's made individuals feel as though they are outcasts. Outcasts. You'll say, Pastor, what do you mean outcasts? Well, there are those that have still not left their homes. There are churches that are still not open. And in the middle of this current crisis, we'll hear about pastors no longer being in the ministry, and some being de-Christianized. Let me help you with that very quickly because I don't have time to address it theologically. But I don't believe they were saved to begin with. Secondly, they had a tell. You say, Pastor Neb, what's a tell? Well, the tell of a shepherd was the shepherd smelt like sheep. The tell of a shepherd was that he had a rod and a staff. The tell of a shepherd was if a sheep went walking away, he dragged it back. But if a wolf came against the sheep, the shepherd would take out a rod and fight the predator off. Oh my. I'm the shepherd of this house, but I'm actually an under-shepherd to Jesus. So I'm first accountable to God to protect the sheep. Oh my. That may mean there are times I'll pull someone back and there are other times I get a big stick and whack. And someone says, Pastor Neville, what's the big whack about? Well, it's not about you, it's about the wolf. It's about the thief who comes to rob, to steal, and to destroy. So when you go to John chapter 10, and you'll notice in John chapter 10, Jesus said this in verse 2 and 4. He said, I am the door. And whoever enters is the shepherd of the sheep. So Jesus says, the shepherd allows access or denies access. The shepherd, you may as well say amen. The shepherd allows access. So you may allow the wrong person access into your life, and therefore you get destroyed. Jesus talks about wolves in sheep's clothing. And so when you work with sheep, and I have been on farms with sheep, the worst thing that happens with sheep is that the wolves come out at night. The lynxes come out at night. And they don't just destroy one sheep. They will bite one. And once they get the taste of blood, they will bite another. So ultimately, you shoot the dog that bites the sheep. Now, some of you may be horrified, Pastor Nev, you shoot the dog here, yeah, you shoot the dog. Because there is no cure for the dog. There is no cure for the wolf other than putting it down. 
Omar. And sometimes when the wolf comes against you, there's no way you pet the wolf or you pet the rabid dog. You actually put it to sleep. And it is the purpose of the shepherd to say this is a rabid dog. Now let's go back. You'll say, well, Pastor Neb, it's the job of the shepherd to protect the sheep. And therefore, as a shepherd, it is my job to protect you. And therefore, you say, Pastor Neb, well, what about these other ministries? There was a tell. How many of you know what a tell is? A tell is, I'm sort of ambidextrous, but I'm more left-handed than right-handed. A tell would be how I'm dressed. It's a tell. It's a tell. What does it tell you? Well, you say, Pastor Nev, I don't know what it tells me. Let me help you. I'll show you my shirt. It's a double cuff shirt. Why? Because only presidents wear double cuff shirts. It's a tell. It's an American thing. It's a tell. So we have to be aware that there is always a tell in the house of God and that there is a tell in the message and that there is a tell that has historically been in a place which is a warning to the sheep that there are wolves around and I need to ask my shepherd, am I safe or not safe? So you'll notice when you go down to Acts chapter 10, firstly, he is the door. In verse 12 to 14, I'm going to go through this quickly. He is the owner of the sheep, not me. Verse 3, he speaks to his sheep. Jesus says this in Acts 10 verse 3, my sheep hear my voice and the voice of a stranger they will not hear. I was watching a a video of another shepherd and uh, the guys outside calling and calling and the sheep won't come in. And then the shepherd goes out and he calls and the sheep just suddenly follow him. And you need to know the voice of those who minister to you. You need to know the voice because there is a voice in the realm of the spirit. There is a tell in the realm of the spirit. The Bible says, like shepherd, like sheep. Oh my, whatever I am as a shepherd, you will be. So if I'm untidy on myself, you'll be untidy. If I don't want to speak well, you won't want to speak well. If I behave in a disgraceful way, you'll behave in a disgraceful way. So like shepherd, like sheep, if I walk around all proud and arrogant, you walk the same way I walk. Oh my, amen. May as well say amen or amen. You'll see Pastor Wendy and I together, and I was laughing this morning. It's a tell. So I said to the early congregation, Pastor Wendy and I, uh, well, you know, they do all these um, psychological tests on you. Some years ago, Lance Warner had done a whole test on Pastor Wendy and I. And he asked the question at the end. He said, how do the two of you live together? And then uh, he said, oh, I get it. Wendy controls that. You control this. That's hers. That's yours. I said, that's exactly right. He said, why? He said, well, the two of you are like dynamite and matches. So if you've seen the two of us together on the platform, we're like dynamite and matches. Someone, it's always Guy Fox in our house. That means we, don't, we, we hardly ever agree on anything, but we always have to come to a place where we have to agree to make a decision. 
So there would be a tell. So a stranger coming in this church would go, the pastor and his wife are having an argument. We're going, no, this is just like a normal day. We haven't even warmed up yet. It's a tell. Come on. So when you come into the house of the Lord, you need to know the shepherd. And you need to know that the shepherd, the, the lead shepherd, which is Jesus, and I as a shepherd of a flock, that I'm responsible to God for you. And part of it is to ensure that you're not devoured and destroyed by wolves. And so when you're, I'm talking about a tell, if you start and go back historically, you will see the tell coming out in a ministry or in a preacher years before it ever hits the media. Years before it hits the media. It's already announcing itself. And unfortunately, many times the sheep will keep following, not realizing there is a wolf running around. And let me tell you, by the time it hits the media, it's already all over. It was over five, ten years before. Oh my. Amen. The media are either the first to send out propaganda or the last to correct the truth. Some of you get that later. Anyway, John chapter 10. He knows the sheep by name. Then you notice this in verse 10 and 11. He lays down his sheep for his own. Jesus laid down his life at Calvary for you and I. Verse 11 and 14. Notice this. This is what he says. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. And then verse 14 says this again. But a hireling, notice, let's go to verse 14, but a hireling. So I'm going to read this verse. Go to verse uh, we'll put on the verse on a hireling, back up to that. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees and the wolf catches him. So who is a hireling? A hireling is an individual who does the job for the money. No more. That's a hireling. A true shepherd says, can't hire me, can't pay me, I'm going to look after my sheep. That's it. A hireling says, Phew, wolves around, might get me, let me run. Every hireling runs away. Now don't misunderstand me, don't get it wrong. Some of, some of my, my, my life group leaders say, Pastor Nev, you're calling me a hireling. No, I'm not calling you a hireling. I didn't ask you to do what I'm doing. Amen. The gifts and callings of God are each of our own. But a hireling, that means if you have a hired pastor or if you have a hired employee, that employee will not take care of your stuff the way you take care of your stuff. Oh my. Because it's not their stuff. No one takes better care of your stuff than when it's your stuff and you bought it and paid for it yourself. Jesus bought and paid for you and I with his blood from Calvary. Then he says to you and I, you know what? I'm giving you responsibility to look after my stuff and you treat my stuff. But actually he says, you treat my people as though they're your very own children. 
and the way you would fight off a predator against your own children. You fight off a predator in the house of God against the children of God and do not allow the enemy to destroy them. Oh, you may as well say amen. So very quickly, John 10 is this, and I'm going to just summarize it. He's the door. He's the owner. He speaks to his sheep. He leads. He guides you. He lays down his life for you. He is your shield. He is your protector. He cares for you. And the Bible says he's not going to allow one of you to be destroyed or perish. That's the heart of a good shepherd. That's the heart of a good shepherd. And so I want you to be mindful this Christmas season that when Jesus was born in a manger, it's to the shepherds that he makes announcements. It's the shepherds who go and bow their knee. It's the shepherds. You are shepherding, many of you are dad shepherding your own family, single moms shepherding your own children. And as you do that, they see your love, your care. And as they see your love and your care, and they know that your greatest desire is to protect and to provide, God not only protects them, but he protects and he provides for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Won't you give the Lord some praise? Well, we're going to go ahead this morning and... Prepare to give to the Lord, and those of you who are joining us online before we give to the Lord, there are many of you who've been distraught during this period of time, whether it's through the lockdown or whether you're saying, you know what, I I don't know what's happening to my church, Pastor. What I want you to know is there's a God in heaven who sent His Son to die for you. And the announcement is, peace on earth, goodwill to all men. God's not a God of destruction. He's a God of peace and of goodwill. Right where you are, you're able to say, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your one and only Son, Jesus, to die for me. And right where you are, you're able to say, Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Then from this day on, live for Him, serve Him, You may ask me how. Read his book, the Bible. Pray. Praying is just talking to God the way I'm talking to you. And then thirdly, find good Christian friends. Don't allow yourself to get in a quagmire, a scandal, and all of that garbage that's out there. Find people who love Jesus with all their heart, with all their mind, with all their soul, and God will take care of you. Amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, there are a couple of things we would like you to do. Take a moment to subscribe and review this podcast. You can also help us reach more by investing today. Just go to our website www.ghcc.tv forward slash giving. The link is in the description. Thank you so much and we look forward to connecting with you soon.